WGN, it's John Hansen. Boy, we got a lot of questions on the text and phone line now for Dave Schluter, who already sat there with Hochberg since 10 a.m., gave me a few extra minutes. I sent him on his way, but we're giving you all the answers here. And actually, our next guest, John Heggie, might be able to answer a couple questions. Uh, 708 wanted to know, could you please repeat the website to check on title authenticity? And uh, Shelley's in Oak Park, which I believe is still Cook County. So uh, what Dave Schluter was saying, uh, Shelley, is that Cook County will mail you or let you know if something with your title has changed. I will dig around and find out which exact uh, Cook County website to go to. But basically what you're saying is in this metropolitan area, you can go to the website. You can check your title. If you want to set an alarm every month on the 15th, say, and go there and just make sure there was no activity, that's probably the best way to do it. A lot of good questions coming in. John Heggie joins us now. John Heggie from Heggie Walkner Law. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, John. Yep. Nice to talk to you. You ever deal with anything like the uh, someone stealing title, or is, or is that not really your area of expertise? Well, we certainly run across it at times, uh, and you know, and keeping track of your your title is is an important thing to do. Uh, you know, we generally find it after someone is deceased and they're trying to sell the home. But a great resource for that is the Cook County Recorder of Deeds. There it is. Uh, and that's online, and you can search by PIN number, and sometimes you can search by address, too. Okay. We actually had a, a question that combines your stuff and Dave Schluter's stuff, and that's what we do here on Let's Get Legal. We bring all the experts in, because certainly I'm not one. Someone wanted to know from the A47, for title insurance, uh, is it safer if your property's in a trust, or does that not really matter in terms of them trying to do the bad people trying to do their thing no i don't think you get any protection from okay. you know somebody out there committing fraud okay sounds good all right uh six real already has a question for you john uh we always right. the phone lines always light up the text lines do too uh, and and I, let's just set this up here you do a lot of real estate planning it could be trusts it could be wills and I know a lot of people have questions about maybe they're, um, you know, executor of a trust or they're in a, in a sneaky situation where things are a little complicated. 312-981-7200 is the number to call. We'll give you the best answer we can today. But obviously, we want you to follow up with the Heggie Walkner Law Firm afterwards. So here's the question from the 630. We just set up a revocable living trust. And as Corinne, your wife, would say, thumbs up. That's great. Uh, We have several nieces and nephews who are financially stable, but we want to keep our personal information private and don't have anyone we can trust to handle our affairs. We named a local bank and trust to handle our estate after we pass with donations to charities that we support. Are there any cons to that approach? John, does that make sense to you, that text? And uh, any thoughts on it? Well, sure does. And, you know, they briefly touched on the privacy angle, and that is a great benefit of a trust is that it is private. It will not go through probate court. Therefore, it will not become public record. Naming a, uh, a trustee, a successor trustee as a local bank is a good option. The only real con to it is, you know, they're going to probably charge more than would be, you know, a, a trusted person that, that you're... That, that. Oh, we just lost John there. We'll get him back. We've been having problems with that line every now and then. 312-981-7200 if you have any phone uh, questions for us. And I can see the lines lighting up. Let's work on getting John back on the line first. By the way, you can reach out to Heggie Law, Heggie Walkner Law Firm at H-E-G-G-I-E Law.com. Or you can give him a call for that consultation. It's a free one, 847 Two seven two seventy three sixty, 
847-272-7360, as uh, we work to get John Hagee back here on the line and some other callers coming in, too. Is that John on line one, Iridian? Nope, uh, we're going to get <laughs> We're trying to work it out here. Uh, but you may be familiar with John and Corinne. They come on uh, fairly often, not only to this show, but also to Your Money Matters. And uh, they're a husband and wife team that do a lot of great work. All right, I've stalled long enough. Thanks, John. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, we were just talking about. A, yeah, gosh, sorry. That's okay. We're talking about a bank. Uh, you said that it's just a little more expensive. You got to pay the bank to be that executor as opposed to a, a trusted person could be free. But. I guess if they don't have someone, that's the way to go, right? Yeah, it certainly is. And, and, and you know, I, I, I've never heard of a bank acting as a trustee who didn't do exactly what they were hired to do. So I, I would rest assured that if your wishes are to give that money to the charities that, that are listed, it will certainly happen. All right. So I guess with Jan texting on in, we'd say gold star for Jan, right? Absolutely. Double gold star. All right. I love that. Because, I mean, the reality is, John, so many people out there, you know, they they keep on putting off estate planning. They think it's super complicated. They think it's going to cost them an arm and a leg. The reality is sometimes it's a phone call to you and Corinne. And I mean, what you just what do what do people have to know before they call you? What are the things that they should be uh, having the back of their head or ready to talk to you about when they do call you? Well, basically, you know, the big question is, you know, what are your assets and where do you want them to go? And then, you know, a proper estate plan will make sure that that happens. And there are several ways to do it. Um, so that, that's what we can help you with. But the, the, the big question is, you know, what do you have and where do you want it to go? And I, I, Corinne always says, how do you own it? Which I always find to be a complicating question. Can you elaborate on the how do you own it question? That's right. She does always say that, and she's right about that. That's why she's our top lawyer. <laughs> so, you, you know, how, how you own it can be a lot of different things. Like, you know, if it's a husband and wife and you have a, have a house, how do you own that house? Do you own it jointly? Or is it in the name of one spouse? Or is it in the name of one spouse's trust? Uh, you know, th- that's all part of it. Because, you know, in order to know what you have and where you want it to go, you have to know... How you have it, right? Uh, which is which is a key point. So they have to they answer those three questions. They call you guys for a free consultation. I'll give that number again: eight four seven two seven two seventy three sixteen. You go from there. All right, I'm going to get uh, Barb on the line here. Barb has a question. Hey, Barb, how are you? Hi. Uh, should I turn my radio down? I've never done this. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Well, welcome to the team. Yeah, go ahead and turn your radio okay. down. It sounds fine to me, though. You're hearing this is live. This is John and John and Barb. You got a question. Yes. Um, I My husband passed about five years ago. I have a lot of money in the bank. I own my home free and clear. It, I did a TGOI, a transfer of death instrument. I have beneficiaries on all my accounts in the bank and my house. Should I have a trust or should I worry about the money in the bank? Ooh, interesting. Being, you know, whatever, lost or whatever. And I, and I do not have a trust. I was told if you don't have $2 million or more, by an attorney where I live, uh, that uh, you shouldn't spend the money on a trust. Interesting. John? That's my question. Yeah, that's a great question. John will answer it for you. Well, I'm going to work backwards uh, and say about uh, the the idea of a $2 million or more in assets uh, to create a trust, that 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 would be the minimum. That's really outdated thinking now. Um, The laws have changed quite a bit. Anytime you have a trust, you can avoid probate, 
And the cost of probate itself is always going to be more than the cost of creating a trust. Okay. You, you touched on the idea of, of naming beneficiaries for all of your assets, and that's a yes. kind of estate planning. That makes sure that the things you own go where you want them to go. The, okay. the only knock on that is if the world changes, if, if the person that you've named as the beneficiary predeceases you, or has some other change in their life, then the money would get, it wouldn't be able to transfer. Versus okay. if you have a trust, there's always a contingency, and a contingency upon a contingency. So a, a proper trust, when drawn up, will ensure that you never have to go ask a probate judge what to do with an asset. Just naming a beneficiary might might put you in a bad situation where well, where the asset cannot go where you would want it to go. Hmm. So it's okay, just, they're my kids, they're, my kids are the beneficiaries of all of everything, and you know they're in their fifties. Right? Do they have children of their own? They do. Right. So that, that's a perfect example. That so what you would want, I'm assuming, is for you know your your assets to be split equally amongst them. And if one of them predeceases you or maybe dies in an accident with you or something like that. God forbid. You would want their share to yeah. I know. You would want their share to go to their kids, to to your grandchildren then, right? Yes, but what if I name that in the will? Like in my will. No, that doesn't matter. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, so what you're gonna have that the bank account is gonna have the name of your kids. It doesn't have a contingency in there to say if my child you know, is deceased at the time of my death, then give it to their children. Whereas you okay, could write right. that into a will, like you just said, or you could write that into a trust. If you write that into your will, it will it has to go through probate. If you instead write it in your trust and put that, that money in into the name of your trust, it would automatically pass to your grandchildren. Okay. Does that make sense, Barb? Do you, I, do you get the probate process? It, it does. Yeah. It makes total sense. And the attorney that I spoke to is older. He did not tell me that. And that is a very, very good point. Okay. So I'm going to be going to an attorney to talk to him about my will. I have a will that we did, you know, like through online, my husband and I, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I want it done legally. You know what I mean? We did it, you know, online and had people sign it, you know, yeah. a lady that had a notary and all that. And, and, and so, yeah, I... Go ahead. I would know. I was going to say. I think you're you're thinking the right thing. And and John, you guys look at if someone comes to you with like a will or a trust that they had done before, um, you guys are happy to take a look at that and see if there's you know things that need buttoning up, right, John? Most definitely. Uh, we, we're happy to have a free consultation on that. Uh, take a look at what you have, and uh, you know see if it needs to be improved upon. All right, I'm John. I'm going to put okay, you. Okay. Where on. where are you located? Where are you located? Well, uh, big news! Uh, we we moved our offices, so oh. we're no longer in Northbrook. Uh, we're in, in Glenview now, and you know we're always available online. If there's anything that's good that came out of the pandemic, it's it's the fact that we can have online meetings uh, with Zoom. Okay, so they can go anywhere, Barb. Um, tell you what, we got to hit okay. the news. I'm going to put you guys uh, on hold, but Barb, write down this number, or we'll make sure Iridian uh, talks to you during the uh, break here. 847-272-7360. That's how you reach John Heggie and uh, his wife, Corinne, at Heggie Walkner Law Firm, now in Glenview.
good news, John. Uh, 847-272-7360. Great question by Barb. Love where her head is at. She's doing a lot of great things. John can just make sure that she gets to the finish line in great shape. The finish line of doing the trust or the will. <laughs> Sorry, that came out wrong. 312-981-7200 if you want to call in with any other questions. We, phone lines are open. Not for long, though. 312-981-7200 for your questions about estate planning. John Hansen here on Let's Get Legal, powered by the Illinois State Bar Association, joined by John Heggie from Heggie Walkner Law Firm. No surprise, John. Phone lines are slammed. You ready to answer some questions? Oh, wonderful. Let's do it. All right. And we got a, one or two more lines open if you want to call. 312-981-7200. We'll get you all in. We'll we'll do our best here. First one, we're going to Joe. Hey, Joe, you're on WGN. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. We got a Joe, a, a Joe, a Joe and two Johns. So let's dive into it. <laughs> there you go. The Jays have it. Yep. So I um, am wondering, I've gotten two different pieces of advice should I put my house in a trust for my kids, or should I add their name to the deed? Okay. John, what do you think about that? So this goes back to the question of how we own things and, and, and where we want things to go. So the idea of adding them to the deed uh, would make them a partial owner now. And then when you passed away, they would become the sole owner. So that is an effective way to transfer that piece of property. There's some other implications that come up about them being owners now. Because then in their estate planning, they need to make sure they're accounting for their ownership stake in that house. Mm. You, can, you can also, just like Barb, our last caller, talked about, have something called a transfer on death instrument which means when you pass away, ownership automatically transfers to your kids. That can have some the same type of hiccups, though. If, if your child, you know, for some reason is in a financial situation where it would be bad for them to inherit, which does come up, or if they predecease, it might not go ultimately to where you would want it to go to be that, that second generation behind them. Or if you put it into a trust, you can be guaranteed that it'll go exactly where you want it to go. And if it can't, then it goes to the, what your number two choice was. If it can't go to your number two choice, it goes to your number three. It, w- it would certainly always avoid probate and a trust, but that's not the only way to transfer ownership. Does that make sense, Joe, those three kind of options? I mean, I, he laid it out pretty well there. All right. I was hoping a definite yes on one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you Thanks you a lot, John and John. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. you you and me both. Tell, tell, okay, um, one one issue was when when they uh, when they get the house and they want to sell it, is one choice better for um, having to pay taxes on the equity of the house? I see what you're saying. So, like after you pass, which will be in 70, 80 years. Then they would they want to sell the house right to get the money out the tax implications. John, can you tackle that? The the, the trust, absolutely. The trust. Yeah, you know you, you're going to get the value. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know you, you bring a good point. If they if they come on as owners now, they're going to be partially responsible for the gains in the house, right? Versus if it's in a trust and they would they would take it at the stepped up value. 
of, of when they inherited it. And going okay. through Cody so it'll would be... be... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'll tell you what, Joe, I, I want to make sure I get to the lines, and you've been such a great caller. Um, I, why don't you call and chat with John on Monday, 847-272-7360, uh, 847-272-7360. It's a free consultation. John will answer more specifics. Does that sound good, Joe? That sounds great. You guys have a great day. Yeah, you too. Very good. All right. I just want to make sure we get to Lisa and Carol, and we'll go to Lisa right now. Hi, Lisa. Hi. How are you doing? I'm okay. Okay. What's, um, what's your question? I've been listening, and what I didn't hear is, I don't know how complicated mine is. I have two special needs kids, okay? Okay. So on my passing, my sister was to be my executor and all that, but unfortunately, my sister passed away recently, uh, in the last couple years. I'm sorry. So, thank you. So, she's also on my title. So right now, it's... My husband and my sister, and it is in trust of, it's in my, I forgot what they called it, in, in, um, what did they say, in the estate of my sister and my husband. So, like, when I get my mortgage payment every day, every month, it says my husband's name and then in trust in the estate of my sister's name. I am nowhere on there, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. But what do I do? Interesting. John. I want my kids to be able to live in that house. Right. That's a that is complicated. John not too complicated for John and Heggy walking our law firm though. John, any any initial thoughts on that? I know you'd probably want more specifics and a follow up call, but just broad things here. What are you thinking? Right. This is yeah, this is uh less than usual, but as you say, there is a solution to all of these things. Uh so that that can be handled. The first thing is we have to get you on that title. You you have to be listed well, there. If you're not listed there, then it, it's hard to prove that you owned it. Okay. Okay. Well, they told me not to do that because then I'd have to refinance and I'd get out of my 1.25% mortgage rate. Uh-huh. And the That's what they told me. That. But, uh, I don't, don't know. <laughs> no, there's, there, we have a few uh, tools for that. So, yeah, absolutely give us a call. We can help you with that. Okay, yeah. I did leave a message on your voicemail. You should be getting it whenever you check it. I did, oh, good. I, and I briefly explained it, but I didn't hear much about what was going on, so I thought I would call in and see if maybe you had some no, that's sort of a, answers. No, that's, that's a good one, Lisa. It is complicated, right? And I, thank you for calling and thinking about this and thinking about your kids and making sure that you get they get what you want. That's what this is all about. So why don't we put uh, Lisa on hold? 847-272-7360 is how you reach John. Because, John, that is what this is all about, right? And I'm so glad, at the very least, even if people aren't calling in, they're thinking, okay, hold on, I need to think about this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it's the sort of thing that it's, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 times easier to do while someone is still with us than trying to do this through the probate system afterwards. For sure. And much less costly as well. For sure. Uh, let's go ahead and try and get one more here before the commercial break. Let's get Carol on the line. Hey, Carol, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm great. What's your question? My question is, then, what is the point of a will? That's a great question. Yeah. Why a will instead of a... Is, <laughs> I guess what you're asking, is there yeah. any circumstances where a will is better than a trust? Thank you, yes. No, that's a great question, and I've asked John that one before. What do you think, John? Well, the only... I, I can't really think of a situation where a will would be better than a trust, um, but sometimes it's just as good. 
depending, and, and it's a little bit you know less expensive to set up. Uh, you know, kind of depending on one's uh, on one situation. But the point of a will is within the probate system, there are two avenues you take. One is called testate, meaning you gave your testimony in your life and you made this will. And the other is intestate, where you did not do that. And there's a specific set of laws that say where your things go if you're in the intestate system versus in the testate system, they go where you want them to go, where you said you wanted them to go. And one of the problems is, just to use an example of a married couple, uh, where one spouse passes, the law says that, and let's say the, the, the kids are older, the law says that if there's no will, half of that person's estate goes to the spouse and half goes to the children to be shared. And that's really antithetical to how most people want to set things up. You generally want to leave everything for your spouse for your spouse to use during their lifetime, and if there's anything left over, then it goes to the children. So that's why a will would be better than not having anything at all. Right, right. And a will is a great first, like, hey, if you can't maybe afford a trust, it's a little cheaper on the front end, at least have something. And and That's great. And I think, Carol, it just comes down to, you know, you might have to pay a little bit more for a trust because it's a little more complicated. But, John, correct me if I'm wrong. Avoiding probate will likely, under 99% of the scenarios, end up saving everyone more money overall uh, than the price of cost setting up a trust. Do you think that's accurate, John? That's 100% accurate. The cost of probate is, is more expensive than setting up a, 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 an estate plan with a trust for 99% of the people. Does that make sense, Carol? It does. So if you already have a will and you have to, and your thought is to now get a trust because it sounds like you can have more avenues, um, would you do that? I, I'm not sure. It seems I, like I guess, you're spending oh, oh, money. Go ahead, John. Understood. Yeah, and that's one of the great things about estate planning is that you you can change it any time you're still alive. So if you have a will now and you want to add a trust to it, you can certainly do that. Um, it, it does, you know, there are legal costs to it, uh, it, you know, when you hire an attorney to do it for you. But, yeah, it, you know, it can always be changed, and, you know, the trust is generally the best form. And Carol can call you, John, and explain the situation, and you can say, actually, no, you're, you're pretty well set up with a will. Here might be an option for a trust, too, if you want it. And what I love about you, you're not going to push anything on people that don't want it, right? Like, you can at least say, hey, here's some options for you. Um, you actually had my thought, so thank you. Yeah, there you go. So let me uh, let me sure you get the number, Carol. You got it? Uh, 847-272. I missed the rest. 7360 Thanks uh, for all you got, both do. Yeah, Thank Carol. You. We appreciate it. No, that's what we're trying to do here is just educate people on this stuff so that they know. John, we got a bunch of questions on the text line. we got to take a break, though. You going to hang on for a little bit longer for us? We'll be happy to. All right. That's John Heggie from Heggie Walkner Law Firm. We'll uh, do your questions, including here's a good one. I hear uh, John say you can do your first, your second, your third choice for a trust. Can there be a fourth choice? Can there be a fifth choice? We'll break all that down and more next on WGN. I've got a big smile on my face. I'm so glad we're answering people's questions today. John Heggie from Heggie Walkner Law Firm. And we'll do employment law in the next hour. But don't worry, John. We have an expert for that. You don't have to do that part, okay? All right, I, I want to do a couple quick rapid-fire text questions. Um, 708, do I need a trust if I have just one child? 
So this is maybe the implication that, oh, it's obviously going to go all to the kid after me. Um, I, I know it's probably a complicated answer, but give us kind of the, the broad strokes there, John. Well, you know, the big goal of trust planning is, you know, 50-50. There's the tax considerations, but the main thing is, is avoiding probate. And, you know, if you do all those things that we talked about earlier uh, with a will and naming beneficiaries and things like that, you can avoid probate. But if something happens to that child or that child shouldn't inherit, like, you know, even if something's happened to the child in the sense they've developed, developed an addiction or something in their life or they're going through a divorce and it wouldn't be a good idea to bring on new assets, then that's when you would need a trust. So it, it, it's possible but a trust is always going to be safer. Okay. Uh, 847, I hear him say you can make a first choice or a second choice or a third choice for a trust. And I think that that's working through the permutations of where the money might go or where the estate may go. Can there be a fourth choice? Can there be a fifth choice? It's about building a whole team, isn't it, John? Absolutely. We, You know, the trusts are written so that you never, ever have a, a dead end, so to speak. So you never have to go ask the probate judge, what do we do with this asset? The trust writes it out to, to in, in, in perpetuity to say, like, this is the person who takes if this, this person can't take, or they're, they're descendants. And, you know, and there could be some crazy stuff like we talked about a few yeah. months ago about the guy with the $11 million, and, and he had named no one. Nobody. But it'll always find someone. And they did. It was like 70 people or something crazy, which was great that the state figured right. it out. But of the $11 million of state, they had to spend $4 million in lawyers to figure it out. So everyone got a bunch less than they would have. And I think that's kind of what we're trying to avoid Absolutely. here. It's 216 area code. How does an estate plan coordinate with a will? If not, which will take precedence? So if you have a will and then you get a trust, do you put the will in the shredder, or do the two documents like talk to each other and work with each other? Yeah, they work together. They're a paired item, exactly. Uh, you know, generally, if you have a will that exists, you know, we might update it. And make- but if if you don't own that asset, if your trust owns it, then the will just doesn't apply in that section, and the trust would take uh, precedent. Okay. Uh, this is from the 847. I'm 72. My three kids are the beneficiary of beneficiaries of my assets. It's in my will. And one kid is on my two bank accounts. Should I put one of them on the title of my title? I don't have a mortgage. I imagine the title of my home. And that runs into the problems that you were saying earlier, John, that if you put someone on a title, then they own the property with you, essentially, at the at the present, right? Correct. And, you know, and that won't guarantee that it goes to the other kids. Now, of course, you know, I'm sure their kids all love each other and, and would, would work together. But if that child is named as part owner, if something happens to them and, and, and you know, and they, they have a claim on their estate, then they won't be able to give that portion to their siblings. Right, right. So good on having a will, good through thinking all of it, but you might want to call Haggie Walker Law Firm just to double-check these things, 847-272-7360, for a free consultation. All right, let's go to the phone lines. And, oh, sorry, John, you have something to add there? I just want to say, you know, that's, that's, that's such a great practical thing that everyone should be doing, particularly as we get older in life, is having someone else on your banking accounts with you. Uh, just be aware that they do ta- take an ownership interest, 
But should you ever be in a situation where you need someone to do something for you at the bank, it's great to have someone else there. Okay, so it's a good idea just to even put one kid as just a co-owner of the account or, or someone with you on the account name just in case something happens or you, you're you not able to quite handle it all yourself. Yes. Okay, all right, cool, cool. Uh, Linda's got a great question. I love this question, Linda. What do you got for us? Thanks, but can I ask a different question about the banking? Sure, go ahead. Moment? Linda, um, the floor is yours. So, thank you. Um, so my last sibling died a few months ago, so I'm dealing with all changing beneficiaries and all that kind of stuff. So the bank account, and my nieces and nephews live out of state. Is it bad to have a friend on the bank account? Mm, interesting. John, what do you think about that? If it's a trusted friend, it's it's yeah. absolutely fine. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's good. You, okay. Do you want to ask your original My, question now, too? Because I thought it was good. Yes, please. I kind of understand the will. It's based to me. Uh, it's a, something that you and the lawyer work out. And lawyer's got a copy. I've got a copy. And whoever else I want to give a copy to is, a, is that. Is a trust like that? Does it get sent to the um, state, the county, whatever? I don't know the basic part of the beginning of a trust. I love this question, Linda, because I wonder the same thing, right? Like, is it a bundle of papers that the government has a property or has a copy of? Does it literally, like, go in a safety deposit box? I I don't know. John, give us a a rundown of kind of the basic question, and it's a great one. Right. So the, the trust exists. It, you're right. It is a stack of papers, in essence, that's, that's written out. It, it's also this esoteric idea of, of ownership that, you know, goes back to English common law. You know, it, it, it's a little complicated there. But it never gets filed with any sort of government agency. This is what, what's great about it. It stays completely out of the court system. You avoid all those court costs, all the, the, the clerk handling of your papers, the public record aspect of it. It's 100% completely private. So, you know, in essence, you keep a copy, your attorney keeps a copy, and whoever else you want to give a copy to. Sometimes the bank will want it uh, or or any other place that might hold some of the assets, but you you don't have to register it with the government ever. All right, well, then I have a follow-up question. Let's say you pass away. Is it on you to make sure that you're... Like, is the lawyer going to get pinged if you die and go, this trust gets now put into action? Or do you have to rely on the people that you've told and, and the people that are the, the going to hand over this trust to, to stand up and say, aha, now we get out the big documents? Like, how does that, that moment work? So when you set up a trust, you, you have named a trustee to act after you. And you're going to be your own trustee in your life. But after you, there'll be a successor. And that is the person who will put the put the action into the plan. Okay, and there's a backup plan. Obviously, if that person passes ahead of them, that, that's if they if they predecease you. That's what the beauty of the trust is, right? There's like a whole line of rules and regulations, and and you set up the rules of the game, right, John? Absolutely, that's right. We have a successor trustee, and we have a trustee behind that, and we have a default that says, well, what if we can't? If all of our successor trustees can't be found or they can't act or, or something like that would come in, then we say, well, we're going to name a corporate trustee. And, you know, that would be something that your your attorney would help, uh, you know, facilitate that process. You know, and it comes up every once in a while, but most of the time, you know, we, we pick a trustee who we're pretty sure is going to survive us, uh, and we pick a backup in the same role. Okay. Linda, do you have any other questions about the basics of it? I think it's great. I do. Um, so 
if a, if a will is done, are there clerk costs? Why do we go through probate on the will but not the trust? Oh, Linda, great question. John, we got about a minute and a half if you can explain that. Well, the law says we do. Uh, that's about it. But it goes back to the concept of wills were the way that people generally uh, transferred their property interests for hundreds of years, uh, you know, in this country and, 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 and you know, in English system. Trusts are something that are fairly new and used to be only for the very wealthy. But, you know, the, the numbers that cause probate have not changed Therefore, trusts have become much more needed by uh, you know more regular people. You're talking about that hundred thousand dollar number. Anything above that goes to probate, and that number hasn't changed, even though property values and everything else, inflation has all gone up. Is that what what, what I'm gathering there? That's it, John. You, you said it perfectly. Okay, Linda. So it's just the way it is. <laughs> I, I know. I'm never I'm never satisfied with that answer either. But I do love when John gives us old English law. Thanks for the call, Linda. We really appreciate it. And John. Another stellar job answering people's questions. These are difficult conversations to have. Whenever someone calls in, unfortunately, sometimes they've just lost someone. It's it's hard. And uh, you and Corinne, I'm just going to say this, are like some of the nicest people I know. And you like put me at ease with these things. I'm sure you do our listeners too. And I think that makes uh, complicated things uh, a little bit more palatable to deal with. Um, HeggyLaw.com is where people can go. 847-272-7360. They can call you on Monday for that free conversation consultation. Um, John, anything else I missed there? Well, that's very kind of you to say all that, John. We, we thank you. And, you know, we, we've seen those situations. We understand that these are emotional issues, uh, and, and we can help you with that. For sure. Thanks, John. We appreciate your time. We'll talk again soon, all right? You bet. Take care, John.